0: the change he had seen or known, perhaps. But what change? Was it his own death he meant? His own life that was over? He had spoken with joy, exulting. He had charged her to wait. What else have I to do? She said to herself, sweeping the floor of his house. What else have I ever done? And speaking to her memory of him, shall i wait here in your house yes said i Harl, the silent silently smiling so she swept out the house and cleaned the hearth and aired the mattresses she threw out some chipped crockery and a leaky pan but she handled them gently She even put her cheek against a cracked plate as she took it out to the midden, for it was evidence of the old major's illness this past year. Austere he had been, living as plain as a poor farmer. But when his eyes were clear and his strength in him, he would never have used a broken plate or let a pan go unmended. These signs of his weakness grieved her making her wish she had been with him to look after him. I would have liked that, she said to her memory of him, but he said nothing. He never would have anybody to look after him but himself. Would he have said to her, you have better things to do? She did not know. He was silent. But that she did right to stay here in his house now, she was certain. Shandy and her old husband, Clearbrook, who had been at the farm in Middle Valley longer than she herself had, would look after the flocks and the orchard. The other couple on the farm, Tiff and Sis, would get the field crops in. The rest would have to take care of itself for a while. Her raspberry canes would be picked by the neighborhood children. That was too bad. She loved raspberries. Up here on the overfell, with the sea wind always blowing, it was too cold to grow raspberries. But Ogian's little old peach tree, in the sheltered nook of the house wall facing south, bore eighteen peaches, and Theroux watched them like a mousing cat till the day she came in and said in her hoarse, unclear voice, Two of the peaches are all red and yellow. Ah, said Tenar. They went together to the peach tree and picked the two first ripe peaches and ate them there, unpeeled. The juice ran down their chins. They licked their fingers. Can I plant it? said Theroux, looking at the wrinkled stone of her peach. Yes, this is a good place, near the old tree, but not too close, so they both have room for their roots and branches.' The child chose a place and dug the tiny grave. She laid the stone in it and covered it over. Tenal watched her. In the few days they had been living here, Theroux had changed, she thought. She was still unresponsive, without anger, without joy. But since they had been here, her awful vigilance, her immobility had almost imperceptibly relaxed. She had desired the peaches. She had thought of planting the stone, of increasing the number of peaches in the world. At Oak Farm she was unafraid of two people only, Tenar and Lark. But here she had taken quite easily to Heather, the goat herd of Ray Alby, a bawling, voiced, gentle lackwit of twenty who treated the child very much as another goat, a lame kid, That was all right, and Auntie Moss was all right too, no matter what she smelled like. When Tenar had first lived in Ray Alby twenty-five years ago, Moss.